what up people this is uh julio and will so we're just doing this podcast um we want to welcome everybody who's tuning in and we're just starting off so we're just going to be talking about a whole plethora of stuff hosh posh anything that you guys recommend anything we think of um we come from two different backgrounds we'll do a quick little intro of ourselves um but today's topic today what we're going to talk about is the artist i never became right so a lot of people have a lot of talents um those talents go unused and i think that a lot of us have that artist whether it's music or art or dance or cinematography or Mm -hmm. photography whatever we have that person that we just never became so that's what we're going to talk about today but um to start off uh we'll do a little intro so go ahead first um intro about me yeah i mean just like who you are you know what i'm saying like just to give them a, a idea of like our background um so my name is will i'm from chicago born and raised now living in dallas um I'm a creative artist, uh, profession is user experience design. Um, yeah, I'm in the that field for the next, for the last few years and just kind of continue to try to grow that career. A lot of amazing things are happening these days. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about. Um, so to put it in perspective, you got your undergrad in graphic design, right? Right. Okay. So undergrad, you're, you're actually degreed up in the art. Yes, I am degreed in the arts. Um, went to the Art Institute of Chicago, got my bachelor's degree from there in graphic design, went back to school, got my master's in adult education, focus and training, did some certificates, went back to school, got a certificate in user experience design, and uh, that's kind of led me to where I am today, actually. So, um, yeah, what else about me? Hmm. You're black. Yeah. I am, uh, <laughs> One of the biggest things that are different about us. I am uh, of African-American descent. So, um, Do you prefer African-American or black? Uh, African-American. I've I, heard both. I mean, African-American is fine. Okay. I mean, I, I get some of the arguments. Between um, being called one being or the other, called one or the other, I get it. Right. Um, that's just bigger, bigger things to talk about. Right, than, I feel you. Like, <laughs> you're just like whatever. Like, it's like, cool. I yeah. don't know. Arguing between black or African American. I mean, I am I am yeah. born in America, so I um, I understand that African American is not a race. Right, right. You know, I get that. It's made up. Yeah, I get that. So there's that. But um, you know, we'll we'll. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We're, we don't want to go on too many <laughs> tangents. Um, but yeah, I mean, born and raised from Chicago here in Dallas. Um, By way of Arizona. I'm 30, 30 years old. Yeah, that's um, good to, to know. Maybe that gives us some context. Perspective, yeah. Perspective on like where I am in my life a little bit. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Still still figuring this out, right? Right. This thing called life um, as an adult, uh, working adult. Right. And um, kind of going through the life of what um, what we used to call uh, checking the boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll, I'm sure we'll have a conversation about that. Right. Too. Exactly. And trying to um, we'll probably go over that as far as checking the boxes and going outside the mode of society. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really it. I mean, this 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 is just an opportunity for us to really give our perspectives um, on multiple conversations that we have. Right. right right because i mean we're good friends um so my name's julio 
I'm Hispanic or Mexican or Latino or whatever you want to call me. I identify <laughs> as Mexican. Um, it's easier to just say Latino because, you know, some people that are just, they just call everybody who's Latino Mexican. So it's like, that's offensive to some people, but I'm actually Mexican, so I don't really care. Um, but I'm Mexican, born in Kansas City, Missouri, um, raised in Fort Worth, Dallas area between the two. Um, I have my undergrad in marketing and communication, I'm go- currently going for my master's, and I would consider myself a creative as well. Um, my background is music. I've done mm-hmm. some producing. I've done some recording. Um, was big in the local hip hop industry uh, here in Dallas. So maybe some people that actually we'll talk about that. So. Yeah, some people that probably will listen to this will probably right. be those people that knew me back then. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's another part of what we're going to talk about today is that you know where where I come from. You know, I come from a line of dancers and entertainers. My dad was a dancer entertainer. He was a boxer. He was a showman. Um, So there's a lot of um, deep-rooted things within my family where I come from. And then it's also a different perspective being a a Mexican and having conversations with you as an African-American because we come from two different places. We've been treated similar in a lot of different ways by America, but then we've been treated a lot of different ways uh, by America even recently especially mm-hmm. now that the lines are being drawn a little bit darker in the sand so absolutely um, but anyway to to our and I'm 31 years old so that'll give some perspective as well but to get to the, the topic um, you you brought it up yeah. to me so so <clears throat> how we came up with this topic of uh, I guess the title is the artist I never became is one day I was just surfing YouTube, right? Um, watching random stuff. And I came across a brand um, that I, I really admire. I'm super, like, I have high regard for. And the brand is called uh, Fear of God. And it was created by um, a guy named um, Lorenzo and Manuel. And um, I just, I love the brand. I love what he's created. And uh, I think it's just it's it's great, you know, for someone who was criticized for not having a fashion background and stuff like that, and where mm-hmm. he has taken mm-hmm. his career and his brand, it's just pure amazing, right? So I'm watching the video, and he's giving like a tour of his of his warehouse, and I was like, okay, this is amazing, this is awesome, it's great. He there's a young lady, I think she's like interviewing him, of course, asking tons of questions. And so he pulls out a piece of clothing and to me, eventually, you know, at first sight, it was like, okay, this is very simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's maybe just some jogging pants or a very simple t-shirt or something like that. Um, but his eye into detail is like where it matters the most, right? So he goes into detail, like he's like paying attention to every little detail of his clothing mm-hmm. and how it was created. And it was amazing to me because it's like, wow, he's really able to dive deep into his craft and really focus on the, the little things. Right. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like for some reason, I don't know why I correlate that to the artist I never became. But to me, it was like, wow, he has the freedom to really dig into his craft. 
Mm -hmm. right? He has a freedom to pick it apart to the point where that is the art of his clothing, right? So more into my background, I went to an art institute of Chicago. I obtained a degree, but my school was geared towards getting you a graphic design job or giving you a graphic design degree so you can get a job. Um, I didn't go to the school down the street that was like like more fine art, right? Where right. there's painters and sculptors and they really have the ability to dream. They have the ability to hone in on whatever it is that they feel inside. They can, right. you know, they're working on a painting. So they're more like the artist side of it the and artists. you learn more of the monetary side of like it how do you practical. make your art get you paid. Right. Right, basically right, right so to me it was like man this is that's the artist i never became mm. i be I, I fell into this world of like how can i design and find a career how right. can i get that job at a firm and create whatever you know right, this right. career where i'm like oh, I'm, I'm working to be a creative director i'm working on this and that but right. it's making me all this kind of money right and so to me is like I envy the people who had the ability <laughs> right. to dream because I'm I'm African American. Like when going first of all, I graduated high school. That was a major accomplishment from my neighborhood, right? From mm-hmm. where I'm from, even for my family to yeah. be. If I'm not mistaken, I actually am the only male in my family who's graduated from high school. Damn. So that was accomplishment in itself, right? So then I went. I go to college, but the goal is like you go to college. So you can get out and make money, right? That was the goal. It was never. It was never like um, find what you're passionate about or no. find what you love. It's just like, no. all right, like let's figure out what you like and let's figure out how that can make you some money. Exactly. Yeah. But and it was like, I couldn't become a painter. I couldn't become a sculptor. Right. I couldn't right. become and in and maybe the idealistic way of an artist. Right. Yeah. Um. Only because I most of the time those artists are associated with starving artists, right? Of course, right. And my mama was like, "You can't be starving artists." <laughs> she <laughs> right, was like, right. "You need to get out there and get a job. Like, you need yeah. some work." Yeah. So I, you know, part of me was like, "Man, like I envy that because there are some successful people who were able to be that idealistic of an artist, right?" But it takes t- it takes time, you know. You may yeah. starve and you sleep on some couches with some friends, and right, right. You starve for a while. You got to be a certain type of animal to do it. Exactly. But then there's usually there are some that break out one day, and all of a sudden their art pieces are selling for thousands of dollars, right? Right. Right. Um, and to me, it's like, but they were able to practice and hone on to that skill right. until that day came. That's the artist. Yeah, I never became. Mm. That's the that's the piece of me now in a professional creative career. Yes, I have successfully made a living, but now I'm like there are times where I'm like, I just want to make something. I just want to paint something. Yeah, yeah. Or I want to build something. I want to just be creative with my hands and and yeah. get in there. But there's a sense of insecurity there because I'm like. 
I suck. Right. <laughs> like, this, is, this is not what I do. Yeah. You know, this is not what I do, or I haven't touched this in years, or. So, like, you, you do art for a profession in a sense because you do graphic design or you do user right. experience. Exactly. Um, so, do you feel like you're, you're still like a bird, right? But you're just not a free bird. You're just like a cage bird. Like, they, they gave you a bigger yeah. cage, but they're still like, ah, you can't yeah. really get out of these parameters. And they've taught you more so like how to be a part of the machine rather than like the artist. Like you said, the artist I never became. They kind of make their own machine. Oh, yeah. They say, you know, I'm not going to work in the natural way of how you guys created corporate America. I'm going to go out and even if I have to starve and sleep in cars and couches and I'm going to one day I'm going to create my own machine Mm -hmm. that I can have other people work in. But that's the thing. A lot of us growing up in a black neighborhood was not taught to think that way. Right. That's not that's not how we were raised to think. You were raised to by all means make a living. You know? Right. Whatever that may look like at the time. Right. You you're focused on making a living or for helping the family or whatnot. Um but you're right. It's that bird in a cage, right? And with every position I've moved to, I got a bigger cage. Right. They just right. give you more. I got more room. Yeah, more room. room. Yeah. A, little, a little more room, you know. Yeah. Every salary was like, oh, I got a slightly nicer cage this time. Right, you right. Know? They let me do a little bit it's more. Gotta, they let me get a little bit more creative exactly. or like put my own little flavor the food's in. a little better. Yeah. You know, that's the cafe. Right. Um, you know. But it's still a part of the machine. Like you still. Exactly. You still occasionally, because even as a creative in, in the nine to five world, um, I mean, I've worked for um, most recently Anthem Blue Cross and amazing experience, amazing yeah. experience. But when you're a part of a corporate world, you, you have limitations. Um, I, yeah, the, yeah. My limitations on my creativity is is blocked. Um, I have to be creative, even more creative to find ways to be creative, right? right. <laughs> to implement things right. that a corporate organization finds value and right. um, is able to implement. Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's yeah. It's not just not at, at that important at the moment. So yeah, I mean, other artists could just you know yeah. You you you're flying. You're doing whatever. Ultimately, you have to get your ideas and creativity approved by somebody, and that's True. really what yeah. kind of to encompass the whole idea of what you're saying is like. At the end of the day, I get to be creative, but I. It can only fly as high as they let me because Absolutely. eventually somebody's going to give me a stamp of approval or deny my stuff. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like, but two things. It's like, yeah, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at the other artist and you're like, man, they live free, but you're looking at the end result. You're looking at after the fact that they've starved and they've, you know, squatted and been on couches and been in cars. You're looking at the artists that make it which is probably a very small percent, you know, arguably top 10% of artists actually can live off of their art. Right. Yeah. You're looking at that and you're, you're basing your envy on that. And that's hard to do because it's like, you're arguably not at the end of your, your destination. Right. And the starving artist right now could be looking at you saying the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. man, I wish I would have went to a school that would have taught me how to like, at least work in corporate America or monetize my art. You know what I'm saying? Right now they happen to figure it out their own. So it's like, 
yeah, there's two parts of it. It's like the grass is always greener on the other side. And at the same time, it's like you're comparing yourself to the 10%. Yeah. You know, you haven't reached the end of your destination. There's no telling that like at the end of it, you're going to make so much money in corporate America that you're eventually going to move and become that artist. Yeah. The, it's like what we were talking about the other day. Like, it's not like a sport. Art is not like a sport. You can be 80 years old and be a, an amazing artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could start painting at 60 and by 80, you just be cold with it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the one thing that you may have going for you is that, yeah, you're looking at the artist you never became, but you arguably still have a chance to become that because you're still in the field. You're still doing something at least like the cousin of some of what you want to do, you know? Absolutely. I think I am in a, in a position where like I have reached a very successful um, level in my career life that I'm very proud of. And I can kind of pivot or create more opportunities to become that artist that I envy, right? Right. But I I think the the tough part is finding a balance. Yeah. Because that's to me what life is all about. Is finding that balance. So I have to find a way to you know, to be that artist because it's not just being that artist, ideal artist. There's some sort of freedom that comes with that. Yeah. There's some sort of satisfaction um, in knowing that I created something, pure imagination, or I saw something from beginning to end. And I think that's the beautiful thing of it, right? It's not just, oh, I just want, I've always wanted painting. You know, it's yeah. like, no, there's something deeper in it. There's like that, that freedom to fully create um, on your own terms, right? But would you say that that is balanced, though? Because it's like anything anybody who's great they kind of have to be 100% in it right Mm -hmm. and it's like if you want to be great you kind of have to give up balance it has to be like all one way or no way right and that's I mean with with that type of industry right I mean athletes to artists like you're talking about people that give everything to their art you know they're not well balanced people in society typically typically these are extremists typically these are people with personalities that like are extreme they're like I'll die for it you know and you hear that a lot in athletes in art they're like this is my life this is my everything so it's like at the same time like is that your personality you got to think too like you're saying you want to balance and maybe that's why you're where you're at maybe that's why yeah. you've taken the route that you've taken is that you want this balance you want to be that artist but you also want to make money you don't want to have to starve and you don't want to have to do those things so it's like you can't have both you know what I'm saying it's like at how it's like you said what's the definition of success if your definition of success is that one day you may sell a painting that's very that attainable. Yeah. yeah. That may, that yeah, that true. could be very attainable for you. If one day you want to be one of the most well-known artists, now that's a different story. You know, that's a different topic. You know what I'm saying? Man, what about you? Is there an artist that you never became? Is there, you know, I don't know. Is there something that you never became that you kind of like? Oh, for sure. I think there's plenty of things. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's plenty of things. I mean, coming from a, a family who... Um, we were more into the arts um you know i was a bar baby like my my parents owned a bar my when my parents split up my mom opened up another bar so like we grew up dancing we grew up you know me and my sister grew up dancing our entire childhood so that was something that even she was teaching for a little bit 
you know and a lot of people they they know about like what I've done because like it was local I did music I've done shows I've opened up for people yeah. I've done you I'm know about to say you had a successful uh, uh, like whatever that may be but yeah you had a successful a fairly career. yeah a fairly successful local career I guess um it started spreading but yeah you know a lot of drama and stuff happened and stuff that you know I'll get into later but ultimately that's my passion music whether mm-hmm. it's dancing or producing it I got into like making beats and it's like hip hop was like always an influence in my life because we grew up in the ghetto so it's like you know how that is it's like right. all minorities so it's like yeah. Mexicans it's black people it's minorities it's you know every minority you can think of but primarily what influences culture is black culture so African Americans were the predominant people at that time for me growing up that I hung around with and it was like 50-50 Mexicans and black people like but we listened to hip hop because that's how that's how it is right. you know Mexicans listen to hip hop <laughs> like you know like we just right. so growing up it was like I transitioned from Latin music to you know cumbias salsas merengues which is what I used to dance and what I still dance mm-hmm. um, then it went into like hip hop because a lot of the same um you know fundamentals are there you know so um i started you know producing and then my brother started producing too and he ended up being better than me so he was like you should write so i started writing i never thought i'd record anything you know i always thought like oh like i'll ghost write you know right. i was always good at like poetry and writing and, and just writing in general i still am um somehow i just ended up you know meeting a couple of guys and that turned into a couple more guys and then we created this little group and this little posse of people that just loved music and we started recording and I started recording and I just started kind of like in the background doing my own thing like just refining my tools and my skill set and then that just turned into me like rapping you know and it was like unique because I was like a Mexican dude in a black community as far as culture wise rapping so like when I'd get on stage and I was like in these fairly large crowds you mm-hmm. know they were like dang who's this dude to be here at this level of success and we ain't ever heard of him and he's right. not black and he's not your typical <laughs> you know rapper so right. um, it, it ended up being to where I started making a lot more commercial music rather than the music I wanted to make because mm-hmm. that's kind of how the industry goes you gotta make music to kind of like pop off and right. then you get to make the songs you wanna make Um, But anyway, that ended up like dying down and uh, I had to make a decision. You know, I was like at that time I hadn't finished my undergrad degree and I was like, well, what do I want to do? Like, do I want to be this artist? Do I want to be the starving artist that you talked about? Right. Because in the music industry, especially like a lot of those people are like, you know, you're either you. Yeah. You're like you're grinding for a long time. But like right before you pop off, you're really just like you ain't got nothing, you know. So. Um, we're at the at that time we're at the point where I'm like okay I need to make a decision like do I want to start working towards a career or do I want to like continue to do this music thing so I was halfway through my bachelor's degree I decided you know what like I'm getting older mm-hmm. you know at some point I need to make a decision so I made the decision to go to school go back to school mm-hmm. and I finished my my bachelor's degree went into my master's and then kind of just never look back I mean I still write I still kind of like you know dabble in it or whatever but I feel like that I see people even locally that are still doing it 
whether they're in the same spot or they're a little bit more advanced or yeah. they saw some success or maybe they've surpassed where I was at. And it success for in that sense of like how famous they are or how much money they're making, I really don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I just try to look at like how happy they are, you know? And I remember the feeling of like getting on stage and like <laughs> writing or like being in the studio all times of night and just so you miss it. So bit. I miss it, and I feel like if I would have kept going, there would have been some success there. There would have been I would have continued my track because I mean I was I was actually you know getting to a point where there was going to be like you know there was money involved and there was going to be like tours involved. Mm-hmm. So I got I had gotten to a point where it was like it was going to be lucrative, and uh, you know it's just. I've a lot of part of me is like, man, I wish I would have kept going. Yeah. But the other part of me is like, I see what I have now and I'm happy with it. But it's same conversation. Like I'm part of the machine now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not that artist anymore. I can't just go into a studio and probably one take it and kill it or like produce a beat that's fire off the rip. Like I have to like go back and hone those skills again. So yeah. I feel like that is the artist that I never became because when I was doing it, I mean, dude, I used to be able to hold my own with a lot of people. And like I used to a lot of people that were in the industry that were successful, heard my stuff and were like, dude, you got it. So like it was just very solidifying for me to hear those things. But ultimately, like where I'm at now, it's like you said, I have monetary success. Yeah, I have career success for the most part. I'm not you know, the destiny is not over yet. The destination. I'm not there yet. But to other people and to people that are still doing the music or to people that are still coming up or like trying to find a career a lot of people would probably look at my situation and say hey you're good like you know you don't yeah. have to you know like what are you what you're tripping about but it's it's not about like I, I'm glad I made the decision that I made but to bring it back to this conversation it's like there's always that artist that you never became right yeah there's always that that path or that destination that you knew you were going to get to you just didn't know how if you had enough drive to get there right yeah and that's kind of the thing is like i think you know definitely for this conversation it's not it's not i think when we talk about and i think we we can both agree is that when we say the artist i never became it's not to say that we are regretting where we are today right right it's it's we are I'm absolutely happy and I'm not seeing on your right, face that right. you're happy where you are so it's not that we are dissatisfied with the way things right, turned right. out right but sometimes you wonder right you think what about is, it what, yeah what, is, what would that happen there's been? always that what if I yeah. mean for everything I mean we're just greedy by nature you know you want <laughs> the best of everything right absolutely but I mean, it's like I mean at the same time it's like you said it's like it's not that we're not happy but it's also not that we don't crave that creative part of us so there's still an itch Right. And there's always going to be the itch. I think for creative people, that's how it is. You know, like I have, uh, you know, my sister-in-law, hopefully she'll be on here one day. Um, she's creative. She's, you know, she does clothes. She had uh, her own like clothing store, online clothing store and a boutique. And she's great. Her designs are amazing. Her she her nice. fashion is great. Mm-hmm. And I know and hopefully we could talk about this when she, hopefully one day she comes. Yeah. Um she could talk about that too it's it's she's struggles with that how much do i want to be invested into this do i want to continue doing this do i not do i want to just get a job and make sure that financially i'm stable right it's a struggle that we all have and especially when you start creating a family or you have a wife or a husband and a kid it's like that pressure surmounts on you yeah it's like 
you know, how do you escape that? You know what yeah. I mean? How do you escape that until you get to a point where maybe in your in the machine you've made so much money that yeah. you can now start making your way out of it and one day quit your job and one day just do what you love to do, whatever that looks like, you know? You know, actually, one of my frat brothers, he, um, that's always been his, his advice was get the career, make your money, and get out. Right. Like, the days where people were like, okay, I need to find that job and I'm going to stay there forever and retire. Right. That doesn't really exist. That's the old blue collar. Exactly. But he's Way like, no, he's like, the goal is, he was like, look, some people are fortunate enough to start off with their passion, um, artists, whatever it is. Some people are fortunate enough to start off that way. But he said, at some point you have to realize, okay, I can't, I'm not in a position. My life position does not allow me to do that. Right. So he's like, in his mind, he's like, grind, yeah. get the money, be smart with your money. Mm-hmm. Cause he was like. You know, don't get it, and then all of a sudden you're you're buying all this crazy stuff. Right, if you're starting to live above your more needs. money, more problems. Exactly, yeah. he's like more get debt. the money and create an opportunity to get out. So, and that's what he's doing. He's getting into real estate. He's buying things. He's like, look, once I reach a certain amount, I'm quitting. I'm going to start doing the things right. I actually want right. to do. And I think, you know, for him that's the balance, right? Him is like, I'm gonna get the money and I'm gonna get out. Yeah. For for him, it's like his mentality is like, I can have both. It's just I can't maybe have both at the same, same time. time. Yeah. And it, but that's, one is a is a the gateway to, his, to right. the other, right? And that's kind of what we talked about. Like what I said, like just because we're saying that this conversation is about the artist we never became doesn't mean that we're not going to still become that artist. Right. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like we're just taking another path. But this is how we feel right now, and I think any artist should feel that way. You should never let something kill that fire inside of you, right? right? Like, you should always have that. Or you should always do something that allows you to tap into that. And I think true. partially probably why we're doing this podcast. Because we need some type of creative outlet. Some type of... Yes. And also, for the people that are listening, like, we feel like there are other people, a lot of other people that are out there that feel the same way. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's important to let other people know like hey like you're how you feel isn't wrong you know what I'm saying like just because you're not there right now doesn't mean that you won't get there and maybe you won't you know maybe you're gonna be a person that doesn't ever get there but maybe you will you know what I'm saying and it's like if you can afford to always feed that dog that creative dog and never let him die You'll never know that one one day you may that dog may grow to fruition, and Absolutely. one day to some degree you will be satisfied with the art artist that you have become. You know what I'm saying? I I like it like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna add to that. That was right. perfect. I mean, that was perfect, bro. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's a good stopping point then. Yeah.